This week on The Rail Splitter, we are going to talk about some Abraham Lincoln artifacts. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition. These to each other. Welcome to the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. My name is Jeremy. With me is Rail Splitter Nick. Hello. And Rail Splitter Mary. Hey. All right. So we, uh, in a little bit, are going to talk about some different artifacts that we think are cool or that are speaking to us lately. But we wanted to talk about a couple show-related items first. Uh, the first is some big news in Rail Splitter Nation. Uh, we have reached, for the first time, 2,000 downloads, which is a, for our modest little show, is a, is a pretty, pretty big accomplishment. Pretty proud of Yay. that. Ass kicking in the podcast world. Yeah. That might be a bit of an overstatement. Well, we, we did in like <laughs> one episode, you're talking, right? I think we, no, that's total. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, total for our uh, <laughs> never mind for our nineteen episodes. <laughs> give Modestly chugging along. So, looking at the statistics, in case you all were wondering, um, just because I think this stuff is kind of cool, I've uh, been voted top rail splitter. Is that what we're uh, looking at? The they don't have uh, really good metrics on that at this point. Um, we have been downloaded in holy cow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen different countries. Wow. We've, been, we've uh, had the show uh, downloaded. The first is the United States. Number two, I'm gonna Canada. get Canada. Yes, Canada number two by a lot. <laughs> uh, the UK is coming in there. We've had 44 listens in the UK. Uh, Korea, Japan, Australia, Bolivia, Korea. Germany, China, Malaysia, Denmark, France, Italy, Netherlands, Norway, Nepal, and for some reason, the, our podcast uh, host site lists Puerto Rico as, uh, a, as a different country. It is not a different country. <laughs> um, who do you think is listening to us in Korea? Uh, either one person has listened to 13 episodes or 13 people have listened to one episode. I'm going to say, hello, Scott. <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> And I think I'm right, actually. I think I'm right. So Scott Kirker, I bet. Is he in Korea? Possibly. Possibly <laughs> not. Um, and we actually, I think, just got another state. If we look at on the state side of things, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten states. We have not yet had a download in, which means we've been listened to in 40 different states. What's number two? Um, number two. Number one is Illinois. Number two is Missouri. Hell yeah. And then wow. uh, New the York. Sh- the show me state. The show me state. And the then, empire state. Then New York. Then the gopher state. I, the state and of 10,000 lakes. There you go. Land. Isn't it land? Then uh, Minnesota, California, Indiana, Maryland. Sunsh- now, no, interestingly, no. not everybody's phone or everybody's um, email client um like would I guess notifies you what state. So we do have five hundred and twenty two downloads where we don't know what state they're actually in. So it might be actually higher than that. Or are they all in the District of Columbia? 
<laughs> which is not technically a state. I th- actually think that might be on here. <laughs> oh, that is on here. So we've been in 40 states inclu- and plus the District of Columbia. Th- you think uh, Trump's listening? I don't. He hasn't so. tweeted at us, has I d- he? I doubt it. <laughs> Bring it on, He's buddy. He's not a friend of the show. Um, We'd have him on, though. Yes. Would we? No, yeah. no, no. no. We could uh, like pretend like it's going to be a nice conversation. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so just uh, one other, just to put it in perspective, we have... I wonder right now we went over two thousand. We have, um, where did it go? Two thousand fifty-one total downloads. But we're recording this, so by the time you hear this, probably four thousand. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, right we'll now just double double right at now, each episode. Right now, just to, just in case you were wondering, our uh, most downloaded episode is the one on Ken Burns. Uh, the second most is the first one. So I think there are some people that are working through the whole catalog. And uh, then our third one is Abraham Lincoln and General William T. Sherman, plus a little about U.S. Great, which was the debut of Civil War fangirl herself, Rail Splitter Mary. (laughs) Pretty awesome. How about that? Thank you. Bringing in the ratings. Anyway, uh, we kind of mentioned at the end of last show, we wanted to mention it again. Uh, The best part of this show is the people who listen to it. So thank you. Thank you for listening. All we want is for people who are looking for an Abraham Lincoln podcast to be able to find us. That is the only thing we want. And if they find us and listen to us and like us, they keep listening. And if not, they move on, and that's fine too. Um, but we created the show because we saw a need for something like this. So and then please the tell mo- people who might be interested to, to give it a listen. And rate us and review us because the more of that we get, the higher up the, the iTunes list we go. I'm, we're coming for the Lincoln Logs. Yes, yes. Um, and <laughs> I want to thank, we've had quite a few uh, tweets over the last couple of weeks and people suggesting the show and recommending the show, and I really appreciate that. That's been super helpful. Today, we got to figure out that tweet thing for the for the big giveaway. Yes, we do. That's coming up, right? Didn't we say that was before episode 20? I don't remember. Yes. Yeah, and this is episode... So. Oh, we did say yep. that. This is episode number 19, so we will definitely talk about that very, very soon. The big 1-9. So uh, today's episode, we don't have a specific historic event we wanted to chat about. We will get to a few of those as we kind of progress through the show. But Well, well should we get into my feud I have going? Oh, uh, I don't know if this is healthy or not for the show, if this is going to be good or bad. <laughs> The uh, Fillmore feud? Yeah, I suppose we should give Nick a few minutes to talk about Millard Fillmore just to get out of the way at the very least. Is that the one that started with my tweet about Lincoln being an Ohio State fan? Yeah, which is yeah. absurd <laughs> and crazy, just for the record. <laughs> yes. So, me, who's Icky Tangy on the Twitter and the Insta, um... Saw Mary's text. So Mary is Ohio State fan, for those of you who don't know. And who are they playing this weekend? Oh, my God. I, I can't remember you don't now. Watch the games. <laughs> I'm doing a blind uh, it's not even, it's not even I did watch so. the game this past Saturday. So, anyways, the Buckeyes were winning. So Mary, you know, put has the Lincoln blanket, I believe, right? And you put, like, the hat on yes. his head. Yep. She's yep. like, oh, he's a Buckeye fan. And then me, I go, no chance in hell. I feel like he'd probably be a U of I fan. In reality. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted that out, but I go, however, Millard Fillmore is a Buckeye fan. Because we all know about my <laughs> hatred for, for mm-hmm. the Fillmore. And then I get a I get a text back from Millard Fillmore. Wow. From the Millard Fillmore on Twitter, um, which is quite a good uh, follow. It's at Fillmore Millard. 
So if you want to go follow No, no him, comma, though. Just Fillmore Miller. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then basically he goes, what did he say? He said basically along the lines, hey, yeah, he's a Buffalo U fan because oh, you know, sure. he, makes sense. he uh, was the dean, I believe, at the uh, <laughs> University of Buffalo or Buffalo University, yeah. whatever the hell it is. Um, and then I go, um, you know, at least something like along the lines, what did I say? Oh, and then he, so I go, I think you might be your only fan, nobody else. Because he originally texts like, uh, he's a Buffalo U fan. I am a Buffalo U fan. Nobody else. So me mm. being so witty came back with, I think you might be your only fan. Nobody else. And then he <laughs> responded, well, actually, look at how many followers I have. And then I said something along the line. Yeah, I heard they all are called the Know Nothing Party. Okay, that's good. Because that's good. he was a Know Nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know what? I haven't heard from him sense so you got blocked i don't think so i don't like how many, be able how to many followers does he have how many that's a good question it's actually quite I'm a just clever follow that up right now he has 3034 wow so um it's actually a pretty decent but your your twitter honest. has no indication that you're a rail splitter like i mean your personal twitter if you looked at it all you see is your beard yes i have not said your I'm avatar a whatever so you're not so if, i wonder if that was the rail splitter account which we would never we would never <laughs> Engage in such Twitter shenanigans. How? What? <laughs> yeah, dude, if I ever end up running, it totally would. Yeah. Totally would. Um, but yeah, so I haven't heard from him since. Looks like I outwitted Millard Fillmore. Yeah. His, his biography is hilarious. Like his Twitter biography is hilarious. Historically underrated. <laughs> Hashtag Buffalo at. Fillmore Abbey is Bay. Alec Baldwin looks a little like me. Dude, that's actually true. Very yeah, true. It is. It's yeah. scary true, actually. If you pull up a picture of him, it like you think it's like a joke. Yeah. Alec Baldwin looks just like him. At, at, at most ages, too. Like even like the older pictures or the when he's younger. So if Alec Baldwin's gonna get cast as a president, it's down to two. Trump, which he pretty much is cast as, and mm-hmm. Millard Fillmore. Man. That sucks to be Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What did Millard Fillmore ever do to you? Nothing. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, then I've been spending a good three days trying to think of another witty comment to send him, and I have yet to come up with it. So, <laughs> But actually, in all seriousness, it is kind of a funny account to follow. I was reading through some of his yeah. tweets. I think he just looks up Miller Fillmore. He has it set to where if it pops up, he retweets them, and it's quite funny at times. Yeah, I so. think a lot of those kind of parody accounts, as if they're historic figures, are funny. There's definitely some great Lincoln ones that we follow. Lincoln for the Ages is the one we mentioned a lot on the show. That one's it's a good source for puns, which I think is very Lincoln-aligned. Yes, um, yeah. And it's... It's it's cool. I think that there's there's some some that are great, some that aren't so great, but that one's definitely one that's fun to fun to follow. So, anyways, to Millard, if you're listening, um, I'm not done with you by any means, <laughs> and this feud will continue. And uh, I might not have started it, but as one of my colleagues says, I will finish it. <laughs> I wonder if, like, in the middle of that feud, he's just you know Franklin Pierce will just have to take over because you know. Fillmore didn't get the nomination. Who knows? So, uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So now that we got that out of our system, can we actually talk talk about Abraham Lincoln? And by the way, if you're in Rail Splitter Nation and you get annoyed at our little side banter, 
send us send us a little bit of feedback because I mean it is fun, but you know I would hate for somebody like oh finally an Abraham Lincoln podcast and they're listening to like what <laughs> what are they, what are they talking about? We have more serious episodes. We have more fun episodes, but we're trying, I would to, argue, trying to mix it up a little bit. So. If you want to hear more about Miller Fillmore, also comment us. <laughs> and if you are the host of the Miller Fillmore podcast, we'd love Nick to Nick gets you. his own segment now on the Abraham Lincoln podcast, which is devoted to Miller Fillmore. Yeah, we do it. Just I to, might leave you guys and just do my own hating on Fillmore <laughs> podcast. Perhaps it'll be yeah, our sister show or our sibling show. And then I'll really stand and I'll have a... I could only do this for so long. Yeah, he's so bad. There's not much you can even trash talk. A couple about. other things, because I think it, you know, it is somewhat important for Real Splitter Nation to know that we're humans and we we're not just Lincoln obsessed, um, crazy people. Um, can we like just ten seconds? The Star Wars trailer that debuted last night. Oh. Amazing! Amazing! Wow. Goosebumps. So, um, if you yeah. want to find out or listen to a good podcast, there are t- so many. You, you'll drown in Star Wars podcasts. Uh, some friends of ours run the Blockade Runner. They had a really good episode I listened to this morning. Oh, I haven't listened to uh, it yet. specifically about uh, the trailer. So, I would recommend that. I believe they break it down frame by frame. I was told they did. It's about an hour wow. show for a two and a two and a half minute uh, trailer. But yeah, anyway, I know this isn't a Star Wars podcast, but I at least just wanted to say like we have other interests, and that was awesome. And I saw Mary. I got my tickets. I got my tickets last night. Okay. Did you do like the fan? You guys had like the fan event thing up there? No, I just I went online okay. and got my tickets. I did too, um, but like, just, there's like a six o'clock fan special event here, and it's like thirty dollars. It was really expensive, but yeah, mine were I think twenty, and I'm seeing it December fourteenth at nine thirty. So I'm seeing it. Okay midnight yep yeah we are too um but this has like a special giveaway but anyway i'm super super excited i have not bought tickets you know how i am i think it's too popular i don't think i'm gonna go see it (laughs) i hate that contrary like you're always joking (laughs) i have not bought tickets but i will be seen i'm dude i'm doing a star wars christmas like the only decoration i'm putting up is star wars related and once we get close to the holidays we'll appease everybody and play christmas in the stars Great uh, Christmas or holiday themed album. Well, maybe that's all we should play. It's yeah. just that. And <laughs> Regardless do of a live one, and we could like dance. And... Okay, so <laughs> if you were looking for some talk about Abraham Lincoln, we are going to get there. I wanted to bring up one uh, story. I guess I can't even call it that. That came up that I thought was amusing about Lincoln, and I think it's a good segue into our discussion on. Um, well, this is the best part when we don't do show notes because I have no idea what's going to be. I know. It's like, I know. It's going to be like crazy. Star yeah. Surprise for everybody. So uh, this will lead nicely into the, to our discussion about artifacts. So in Nick and I live in northern Illinois, north central Illinois. There's like a Facebook um, thing and website for this. I guess you could uh, – I, I don't even want to dignify him by saying his name, but he like listens to the police scanners and then just – Makes everybody freak out about it. Rockfordscanner.com, boy. Yeah. So every now and then he'll like post something, and this this was the headline. Tragic day in Rockford history. One of Rockford's most historic buildings is no longer standing. So right over by where Nick lives now, where I used to live, there was a Civil War training camp called Camp Fuller. Um, right now, like there's Camp Avenue now and a bunch of other streets that are named after it. But um, it was used, and there were units for, from Illinois that trained there, and Came out of there, there was one building left, it was the hospital there, um, and it was kind of converted into a home, and then it was abandoned, and nobody 
took it over, so it was torn down, which is tragic. Um, but it was one of those things. The city had to take it down. There was no choice because as it goes with historic buildings, they're extremely expensive to keep up. So someone's got to pay for that upkeep. And because this has been a home for many years, and there's very little history left other than it's just like the last structure from Camp Fuller. But anyway, in this article, um, he's saying that this was tragedy and they should not have torn this building down. Um, and he said, inside there were several old signatures from people in various places marking their place in history saying they were there. And then the only bolded sentence in the whole article, one of the signatures even said, A. Lincoln. Um, so I th found that interesting because um, there's no way that Abraham Lincoln ever stayed at this yeah. place. There's just no possible way. Um, maybe, and if he maybe did, it's Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, and if I'm sure, you know, I'm, I don't doubt somebody probably wrote his name on the wall. But if he did stay there, I highly doubt that the custom was there like this because the the structure was built in 1842 and then converted to a camp that was like on the outskirts of town. As far as we know, Abraham Lincoln spent one afternoon in Rockford and when he was working on the Reaper trial, which was extremely important for Lincoln and was extremely important for Rockford. Uh, we can talk about that sometime down the road on a different episode, but um, records indicate he probably was here for an afternoon, took the train from Chicago, and probably rode the train back, so they don't even think he stayed here at all. Um, he was Bad. in the area for the Black Hawk War, but obviously that was a, he wasn't staying anywhere. He was staying outside then, so that we know of is what you said. Right. But if you add up all of the old buildings in northern Illinois who claim that Lincoln stayed there, he would still be alive today. Like, you could have enough days. <laughs> like, there's <laughs> 75 oh, years worth of beds. <laughs> no, that is an exaggeration. But it feels like every old home you come across is like, oh, Abraham we need Lincoln stayed there. Cornelius on this. Yes. Dr. I, well, and I, and I, I didn't want to waste I do, time with it. Yeah. I do like, like the magic in believing that it's possible. I really think there is some yeah. historic value in that. And I don't always want to be the, like, the, well, actually, you know. Uh, but in this case, he did not sign that wall that, we, that the city just torn down. And I'm all for historic restoration as much as anybody. But that particular building, I mean, I don't know what elements, if any of it, were still the old Civil War camp hospital. Mm -hmm. I just think it just happened to be the last one that was still around. I am not going to take that hard of a stance but I'm going to say it's extremely unlikely <laughs> <laughs> but what I, I think that there I think I do think we need to you know before we start saying like something's you know this is a tragedy for Rockford history like talk to a historian and you know like have it grounded in something other than like this was yeah. really, this was really old and they shouldn't have torn it down especially when it's super expensive to keep keep those things up so I do think and I do wish there was more acknowledgement over there of the Civil War camp because um, if you don't know, you would never you would never yeah. know that that's what that was. It also appears Entrac uh, won the bid to demolish one of Rockford's most extorted buildings. Yeah, you just read that off yeah, the news yeah. story. <laughs> so you could have got paid ten thousand dollars to tear ten thousand dollars to tear it down. Yeah, would have done. Dude, I would have done it for like five thousand, and then kept that wall that said A. Lincoln. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whoever can you just imagine that though? He's just like <laughs> sitting there. He's like, I think I'm gonna write my name on the wall. Like I'm, just, yeah. I'm an attorney here trying to sue a giant corporation for, you know, I mean it's a great story. They sued, you know, he was, you know, he represented a one basically one guy suing one of the biggest corporations in the country at the time. So it's a super cool story. But 
That's a, as Maz Kanata says, that's a story for another day. Wahoo. Maz, did you know who Maz Kanata? I don't think so. Really? Who is it? She's run this watering hole for a thousand years. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Oh, huh. this, this is why I have this is why I haven't bought tickets. Yet. It calls to you. She got big old eyes. Yeah, yeah. People who know me on the show probably thought I was gonna say something else, but I didn't go there. Keeping no. it clean. Miles Kanata is like she's one of my favorite characters from Force Awakens. She is good. Yeah, she's cool. She's oh, cool. oh, now now you get to have an. Opinion. I do know she. You is. don't even know she. Is. <laughs> First of all, now first a, of all, now he's, a, now he's a Star Wars expert. Yeah, there you I've go. read many Star Wars novels, more than one of the hosts on the Blockade Runner. So I would agree. All right, but rap, rapid fire, quick question: Which Gosh. Star Wars character most closely embodies Abraham Lincoln? Ah, dude, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, <laughs> Can you please take something seriously once? Luke Skywalker. Why? Yeah, that's right. Because Lincoln lost his hand from his father. Jesus. That's, that's a good answer, but <laughs> Mary, why would you say Luke? She didn't say Luke. Yes, she I did. Just, did. I she? did. I oh, did. Okay. I said Luke. Yeah. I just I don't know because he's from I guess humble beginnings. I in a way. I mean, I know he's you know more than that, but I don't know. He's just he's not really arrogant or anything, and. He of all the characters, he was the first one that came to mind when you said which one embodies Lincoln. Chewie. Luke. I would agree, Mary, and I think there's like you know because he's like he has that a lot of you know, talent that's untapped and untrained, and yeah, he's kind of yeah. self-guided in a lot of ways. And yeah, Chewbacca, know. man, yeah. he's tall. Lincoln, tall. Okay, Chewbacca, great sense of humor. Lincoln had a good sense of yeah. humor. Oh, not yeah. trying, he's not a yeah. scene stealer. Lincoln's not like trying to steal, you know, mm-hmm. anybody's sunshine. And as far as Wookiees are concerned, you know, Chewbacca's the man. Yeah. They got to look up to him. Yeah. Well, plus, that. the Wookiees, you know, they have a troubled uh, history. Yeah. The Wookiees do. I'd say Luke or Ray, but they're, they're also very parallel. Dude, Ray's going evil, man. No. Yeah. Um, nope. She's my favorite. Like she well, next to Han Solo, she's next to Han Solo and Luke. She is my favorite character. Well, be ready to be disappointed. She is not. And Ray. Nope. She will find a new definition. Like she's not going to be the yeah. traditional good. Oh, she's going to be not the gonna gray go Jedi. Jedi. The gray Jedi. She's not going to go to the dark side. All right. <laughs> let's talk. I tried to get a Abraham Lincoln as hard as I could. Do yeah. you the one who took us off on this Star Wars venture? Okay. <laughs> He, you know, Abraham Lincoln Porg. The Porg in the trailer was awesome. There's now a YouTube <laughs> yeah, video that the Blockade Runner just shared. It's like two minutes of just the Porgs. Dude, the best <laughs> part about that scene is you had Chewbacca and the Porg yeah. like together. Like they're like a duo. Like, like, yeah. like the whole trailer's like so dark. And it's like, and here's a Porg chirping. <laughs> That's how I would imagine if like Lincoln and like Madison hung out. Yeah, there's just like, like little, yes. Little, little yeah. Porg. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about Lincoln artifacts. Um, so we've just kind of each brought some ideas of different artifacts that we know of or have seen and have spoken to us, kind of like... All right, what's the rule on this? None. Okay, good. Although I feel like Nick needs some rules. No, we can't I... talk about Miller film. <laughs> Nick <or>. always <laughs> needs rules. <laughs> I think there's none. If, if it's an artifact, I would say it's got to be... When, when, when I think of artifact... Like, the, the thing I have in mind might, like, I don't know, I don't think, like, we have our hands on it. 
It's a, okay. something I wish we did. Like oh, it's that's an actual fine. thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think good. like good, good. I think of artifact like 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 a hundred year old item that would count as like a this week in Lincoln. Yeah, I got uh, it. Like that. that would be that is a historic artifact, but I don't know if that's really what we're talking about tonight. I think we're talking about more like Lincoln stuff that he like may have things connected like his top with hat. him that he used. Yes. Like his top hat, yes. So uh, so we're just going to share some stories about artifacts that we've seen or worked with, seen, not worked with, but um, thought about, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. With. So, uh, Mary, <laughs> Dr. Cornelius wouldn't even let us look at the artifacts. Mary, why don't you go ahead and get us started with an artifact? Okay. All right. So mine, mine is the rocking chair from Ford's Theater um, at the Henry Ford Museum, or it's now at the Henry Ford Museum in Detroit, Michigan, which um, to all our listeners out there, if you ever get the chance to go to that museum, and I know I've mentioned it, I mentioned it on the first episode that I was on. Um, it is a phenomenal museum. Uh, just, and give yourself a couple days to see it because it's, there's so much to see there. Um, so the rocking chair um, is the chair that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in. And I know that might seem like a very morbid artifact to pick, but it is the first artifact I saw that, was to do with Abraham Lincoln. And I saw it when I was seven years old, soon after I discovered who Lincoln was. And when I saw it, I was absolutely fascinated with it. I stayed with it for 20 minutes with my grandmother by my side because my parents finally came over and said, We're, we have to go see the rest of the museum. And I didn't want to leave. So I stayed there looking at this rocking chair. Um, and I'm drawn to it because not because of what happened in it, like that is part of the reason, but also because it is a connection to Abraham Lincoln. It is an object associated with him. And I think any of us who are Lincoln enthusiasts can relate to that. Anything associated with him is important to us. And when I see it now, when I go to the museum, I still spend a lot of time near it. And part of that time I spend is actually seeing how other people look at it or how they interact with the object. And that to me is just as interesting. Um, but yeah, that's the artifact that is comes when I think of Lincoln artifacts, that is the top one that comes to mind, comes to mind for me is the, the rocking chair. Um, and Mary, I want to come back and, and ask you some questions about that museum, but yep. I just wanted to share an experience similar. Um, like there in the Lincoln museum, there's, there's like three main areas. There's, it looks like a log cabin and you walk in and it's the um, kind of takes you through his life birth to election to the presidency. And then there's the white house, which looks like the front of the white house. And then you have like a little series of exhibits about his presidency. And then there's a third room. That's like a traveling, there's different stuff all the time. Well, for a while uh, they had the bed that he died in um, mm. as part of one of the exhibits and to stand in front of that was, I would guess, probably similar to your to the rocking chair, where it's like, you know, you feel a connection. You, you know, there's like it's like a weird kind of energy there, like knowing that like something yeah. extremely significant happened here. But it's like, you know, the scene, like yours was like a murder scene essentially, or part of a murder scene. You know, yeah. this was like where somebody died. You know, so it's like these conflict. You know, it was. It's just almost interesting because, like, you've got all these conflicting emotions going on. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you got like, this is really cool, yet I'm really upset about what happened here, yet, 
you know, it's just so neat that we're, you know, I'm like an arm's reach away from a place that this something of this magnitude happened. Um, and then you just kind of live in that space for a little while, um, mm-hmm. which was really, really, it's really moving. So I think, yeah, I kind of had a similar experience with that. Um, and that, I, I believe they keep that in the Peterson house in Washington, DC, but that moves like they do put it in other museums. Cause it was in the, yeah. in the Lincoln museum for probably three months or so. Uh, there was also his carriage that he rode to Ford's theater in, yes, um, which was super cool because you could kind of see like the, you know, it was monogrammed on the side with AL, and it was just kind of neat to see that. Wow! Uh, because it wasn't just obviously he used it for other things too. So, um, Nick, did you have any comments or anything on the rocking chair? I, would, I do want to ask a couple questions about that museum, but uh, I feel bad. I don't get into. Like, I was just thinking about artifacts. Like, I got, like, because my grandma obviously passed away a while ago, and we're all, like, the family's, like, going over and dividing stuff up. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I can I don't get, I don't know. That's just how I am. I guess it's more things. Well, I, I think we'll see when I talk about mine, but. Yeah, and I think stuff, I think, I, don't get me wrong, I would not bypass it in a museum or anything. Mm-hmm. I would give it mm-hmm. depreciation. But I think. I, I guess I just don't get as emotionally attached to artifacts, regardless of if it's a historical figure or my family, as far as like an object of that nature. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, a, like I got my grandma's genealogy stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the stuff I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. That's no, that all. Makes I, was, sense. I was just thinking about that while you guys were mm-hmm. really, so, you know. So real, so, real quick. Um, and I like that point. I want to. So I want to go to you ne- next, Nick. Um, so the Henry Ford Museum. I, you've talked about it on the show before. It's in Dearborn, Michigan. Yes, Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. And how far? Like how? F- I'm, this is super selfish because I'm going to D- Detroit on Friday. Um, For our listeners, right now, Jeremy is. You're right. Out. You're He's gonna, planning on Jeremy. Vacation. You're, you're going to be right there. Go to yeah. it. How far is it from Detroit? It's right there in Detroit. Dearborn is a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. All right. So I'm gonna have to take an Uber. So I, like I won't have a. Yeah. I, it's it might be tough. I'm thinking. I get to Detroit. I land at like one o'clock. It's it's interesting. I'm with colleagues who are great people, but it's always kind of awkward when you're telling your boss like, my employer paid a bunch of money for me to learn a lot at this conference, but I want I'd like to duck out and go to, <laughs> you know, go to this museum <laughs> because museums, museums are my favorite places in the world. Their hours are horrible. Like I'm looking. Yeah, at, I agree. The Henry Ford Museum, nine thirty to five. Yep. Every day. That's like what? Like I can't, you know, like because I'm in town for a conference and it's going to be. Um, I might be able to sneak over there on Wednesday. I probably actually I might be able to do that. What about Sunday? So, you got conference stuff? Yeah, Sunday? it's it's all day. I might, mm. I, you know, it ends at like three thirty, I think, or four. But you know, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to get out there. Hopefully, if it's not dude, just blow one. If I could take man. a train or. I, last time, um, I, I did. Like we, um, so you better hope they ain't listening. No, we all went together. It was awesome. Went to the LBJ Museum. It was it was great. So, Dude, Nick, get them all. Get them all to go to the the Ford Museum, man. Uh, I'll give it a shot. I'm gonna try to get over there though. I'll, really I'll send them an email. You want me to put in good it, word? No, it's <laughs> worth it. They they have the car that Kennedy was assassinated in as well. Really? Um, yes. 
Do you know where this yeah. is? We are this is. We, let's just call this one the off-topic episode. But uh, they call. You notice how I tweet? We were talking about what this episode should be, and I go just random <laughs> thoughts on Lincoln. That's what it's turning into. <laughs> we're not, not even about Lincoln. Um, the car that drove, I think, it was Oswald from the jail to the to the hospital after Jack yeah. Ruby shot him. It's in Roscoe, Illinois, just north of here. Wow. Oh, I think uh, yeah. car museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, um, so I'm, I will be in Detroit, so I'm going to wave across the lake over toward Godrich. Is that even is that even a thing? Is it even on the same line? I'm about, I will be about three hours from you, I'm, and I'm actually going to be in Michigan on Saturday. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, but you would be up north, probably. I'm going to be in port here in about an hour and a half from Detroit. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, I, what lake are you on? Here on. Okay, so that's that one. We're looking at your house right now. Yeah, on Google Are Maps. you really? Oh. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're looking at Google Maps to find the Henry Ford Museum. So I'm going to do my best to get there and snap a few pictures and put them on the, the show's Instagram. So, Nick. You might as well stop in Canada while you're there. Yeah, we might. Head over to Windsor. Yeah, you're right across the river from Canada. Yeah. All I'll right. have to go south to Canada. My artifact is a top hat. No, I'm just kidding. Um... <laughs> It popped in my head. I don't know why I went with this one. Um, to me, I always just like kind of random things that kind of have a story behind it. Um, I kind of reflect on a person. So mine is a cavalry broadsword. Oh, all right. Um, oh, cool. And I think this would be awesome to have because Lincoln got himself into a duel. Mm-hmm. And he chose and got to choose the weapon of choice. And he went with a broadsword. Because he felt like he would be, if it was a pistol, he would die. And he was much taller than his opponent. So he went with the broadsword thinking with the reach, he could outmaneuver him. A um, little bit of backstory. It's 1842. And basically the Illinois uh, bank is, you know, the state bank went bankrupt. Um, and basically they stopped accepting their paper currency they had sent out. Um, so it really hurt a lot of people. Um, the Whig Party saw an opportunity here. Well, I don't know if they saw an opportunity, but the Whig Party disagreed with this decision. And there was a guy by the name of James Shield, uh, who was a state auditor at that time, who supported this policy. So Lincoln put together a supposedly, I guess, I don't know if there's concrete evidence that he actually wrote it, but um, he wrote a letter to an editor under a different name. Um, and then there's also a story that him and Mary Todd got back together. And he shared it with her, and she wrote her own letter. And basically, it was bad-mouthing um, Shields, and he was kind of a sensitive fella. Um, so he got mad, challenged him to a duel. Um, there was some not nice quotes in there. I believe Shields was Irish. Go back to the place from whence you came. Perhaps there you can succeed, but here you cannot, was a quote. I don't know if that was from Mary Todd or Lincoln's. or <laughs> that's, if throwing some, that's throwing some serious shade right so, there. And then kind of a little sarcastic thing, making fun of his lack of game with the ladies um, as well. Um, but anyways, he decided to choose the sword. You know, I kind of view that like I like WWE. It's kind of like a guy comes out there setting a promo, talking smack about the other dudes. Like, you can't make fun of me. I got to man up. Um, so basically, Lincoln's quoted as saying he took the sword because he was scared of the pistol. Lincoln was six foot four, Shields five foot nine. And the story goes, they had to go to Missouri because it wasn't legal in Illinois. 
Um, so they got out there, and Shields still wanted to go through with it. And then supposedly Lincoln took the broadsword and like took it and like cut off a branch off a tree above his head. And Shields like, okay, let's rethink this. So it's kind of <laughs> like the classic heel move, you know, comes out in wrestling, you talk trash about me, and then gets in a fight and realizes, yeah, I can't beat this guy, and you know, cuts and run. So I just think it's kind of a kind of a funnier tale about Lincoln. I think it would be amazing to have that. Um, I don't know if it's ever been found or if it is anywhere. So um, that's the one I chose. I that's don't really a, I know like why. That. That's awesome. I really like that. That is really cool, Nick. I just came across somebody had tweeted um, a quote that he had about that duel years later. Where someone was like, I, I just need to know about the duel, and he and his reply, his reply was something about how it happened, and if you want to remain my friend, you'll never ask me about it again. Yeah, yeah. I just saw that quote today because okay. I was just touching base again on the incident, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I wish I copied it and put it on. I think we all have one of those. Like, yeah, I think <laughs> like, I might have tweeted about it a few weeks ago. I I quoted or Lincoln for the Ages was talking about it, mm -hmm. and then I retweeted it and put that quote in my tweet, I think, because that's one story that I love about Abraham Lincoln. He's like, yeah, don't mention this. If you value me as a friend, we don't talk about this. It's yeah. kind of like you get you get to ask that once and you just yeah. did. So <laughs> now again. we're done. Like, you know, you don't get to, we're not talking about this ever again. And I think we all have one of those stories. Like, yeah. we're not, I'm like, we're not talking about that. That was, yeah. Um, and I feel like many duels in history have that same kind of feel like, yeah, they were like serious, you know, this very big beef happened between them. They decided to do all that. Yep. And then you get the feeling like they're both like, Shh, now we're in a, now we're in a jam. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? Yep. Um, and obviously of course, everybody's probably thinking about the Hamilton duel, which is yes. pop culture, pop culture popular right now. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought of was the Twitter duel between <laughs> that. And I mean, honestly, that popped in my head not to go there, but that's the scary. Like, you know, hopefully yeah. that's, I can't the, believe there's not more retweets of that. So no, no, not the Twitter duel between me and Phil. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what the you're talking Twitter about. The Twitter duel between um, Trump mm. and uh, Korean dictator. What's his name? Uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, that's what actually yeah. I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Not me and the film were duel. Yeah, no. But, I mean, although I know, would totally take a broad on similar sword. scales. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Broad, <laughs> we prefer broadswords to inter intercontinental ballistic nuclear missiles yeah. for sure. So one of the articles I wanted to talk about, uh, articles, artifacts, um, there are so many of them, like the deathbed, you know, is, there's just weird feels about it. Um, a couple we've talked about the show. One that really sticks out for me is the handrail at the Lincoln home. Uh, I know mm. Ranger Rose has talked about it. Um, uh, Helen talked about it when we had her on on our guest show. Yeah. Um, there's just something about, that's like the one artifact um, if it qualifies as an artifact, one of all of them that literally anybody that can anybody that can get to Springfield, you can touch something that Abraham Lincoln touched. Um, and there's just like I'm not a, like I'm not a religious person, but I think there is a spirituality. Like there's something when you touch that, there's like you just feel an energy. It's just there. Yeah. I do, I should say. Um, but just to be, you know, you're you're when you're in Lincoln home, it's very special experience. But you can tell like. You know, there's air conditioning now. You know, like it's you know there's there's like little there's like a little knee high fence. Um, and don't get me wrong, it's one of the most magical places in the in the world or in the country. 
but you know they've 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 done a perfect job of being able to bring thousands of people through a year, right? So like there's things that they have to do. Like when you're there, you will hear a siren go off for someone reaching over. You know, like there's just I stuff hate like that. that. Damn siren. <laughs> I know, but like there's stuff like that that goes on, and there are certain elements that many elements that weren't there then. You know, they're all period. They're all, you know, they're all, they all fit. But that piece is like the one thing that's original. You know, he touched mm-hmm. it every single day. Um, you're going up the same stairs, holding the same railing. There's just, you know, the fact that you can actually have that physical connection by touching it is is just super cool. That's yeah, that's really awesome. And I actually I've never been to the Lincoln home before, but um, and I hope to get to it hopefully next year. Um, but I had a sort of similar experience at the David Wills house in Gettysburg when I saw, I was in the bedroom where he finished the Gettysburg address. And that was again, an amazing experience. So I, I totally get the religious experience, the, the energy from that because I was standing where he stood. Yeah. And And, it's just, there's just a weird feeling you get there. Um, yeah. and I do want a real quick, uh, quick shout out. Um, my mom dug up some pictures of uh, my first visit to Springfield, and I, she gave me a photo uh, just this past weekend of me walking with my brother and my sister and her to the Lincoln home, and it like it looks completely different. There's like a big grass field where oh, yeah. the, the building is now. Um, I'm looking at it too from so, a distance. Yeah, let me grab it. So, so yeah, it's. Um, so in this photo montage that I have, there's uh, me, my brother, my sister, and my mom in like the most '90s glory ever, standing on the foot the footsteps <laughs> of Appomattox Courthouse, or the McLean House at Appomattox Courthouse. Um, but there's also a picture of us, and this is an uh, older picture in 1985, um, walking up um, to Lincoln Home, which looks it just looks a lot different. So um, I'll put I'll post it on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you can. Like that's the Lincoln home. They're showing me. Oh, it does look a lot different. Yeah, there's, wow. there's is like that a, you as FDR in the background. Uh, oh, okay. and then on the back, yeah, I did a book report as FDR with. <laughs> yeah, and then there's uh, a really regrettable photo of my brother, my sister, and I on a Robert E. Lee statue. So you. Oh, that one didn't. That one didn't make the photo montage. That one's on the back. I know. Um, we had no idea. I had the same couch you're sitting on there in my parents' house. Oh, really? Yeah. The one, yeah it's, there's also the photo of me holding the Ken Burns DVDs. We, we sat on a 20 couch, but not really. Yeah. It's the best nap couch ever. So anyway, um, and then I, yeah, I had some pictures from New Salem and stuff. But anyway, that hand railing, there's, there's, some, magic. there's some magic in that uh, hand <laughs> rail. I was going to make a rail splitter. Like I felt like there was a pun in there somewhere, but I, I screwed it up. So. It felt like a hand railing. A hand, a hand rail? A hand rail. Oh, that, that's really cool. That's I like that. No, so, that, that is a good one, actually. I won't make fun yeah, of it. Yeah, it's and, really and, awesome. And not to like steal Mary's Thunder or anything, but I'm looking, I was just kind of looking at the Henry Ford Museum. Rosa Parks' bus is in that museum. Yep. She owned a yeah. bus? Dude. Well, I'm joking. <laughs> Man, like, what is wrong with you? Um... <laughs> So you know, I think that's enough. That's reason. enough. I'm just gonna go. I'm going. You that's basically need you you need to sneak away. From I think your the Rosa Parks bus is enough to 
tip it over. I'm definitely going. Rosa Parks bus made me think of a great the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. Have you guys been to it? Mm-hmm. Never. Oh, I'd love to go sometime. It's awesome. Though. That's it's mm-hmm. awesome. That's where I thought the Rosa Parks bus was. No, it's not. they do like, have a bus in there. Okay. Um, but it, I don't. It's from uh, the Freedom Riders, I believe. I want to say it's a bus that actually the Freedom Riders. Rode. I think okay, it is. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's very cool. Um, the museum's awesome. I've heard. I was in Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, I take that back because the comment I said earlier about like not getting into the chair and stuff, mm-hmm. because we were, you know, it's the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis is built at the hotel or motel. I don't know what it was technically it was called. Mm-hmm. Oh, the that Lorraine, Martin Luther King yeah, was at the Lorraine Motel. So I do kind of think it back on that and being there. I did kind of get that sense. Of what you guys were talking about, so he, I, I he guess has I'm a heart, a ladies and gentlemen. Bastard. He I'm has. It's, <laughs> it may be cold and deep, buried deep down in there, but there's a heart in there somewhere. Yes, true. So, um, I was just gonna say, like, I heard there, there's one in Greensboro, North Carolina, that's got the the counter, the World Wars counter. Mm-hmm. There's a Civil Rights Museum there, but like, museums hours are terrible. It's nine to five. So I yep. was there, and I just wasn't able to. to what get do you want to them to be? Like, I used to work in the museum field, and the app, like, I was like, why do we have these business hours? Like, they're not conducive to people No, visiting. Like, yeah, it's, like, I mean, I'm not asking for crazy, but if you're open till 8, or even, like, one day a week or two days a week. Yep. Like, be open from, like, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m.? I feel like some are doing that in Chicago, like, the... In, the Smithsonian did that when... When I was there in June, the Smithsonian did that because um, my friend and I managed to go to the American History Museum and the Air and Space Museum in one day because the Air and Space was open until I think it was eight o'clock, seven or eight o'clock. That is true. Which is nice. With a 930 to five, I mean, depending on the museum, that could just be one museum day. Like in D.C., I find it very hard when you only have three days there. Because you got to do the monument stuff at night, which is safe around there because there's so much damn security. Yeah, right. And then, like, I went to the Holocaust Museum. We were there, like, literally the whole time. Mm-hmm. There was no way else for us to get really another museum in without, like, running mm-hmm. through. And then I feel, like, all guilty that I'm not looking at stuff. And then, oh, the stress. So, so yeah, the message, I, I understand. So it's like a dual message. Support your museums. Hopefully they'll be open longer because I think yeah. I mean obviously the reason is it's it's not a lucrative feel like they're existing on donations and they're not you know our admission fees are not paying for the for the huge cost it is to run the places so it's expensive for them to be open that longer but mm-hmm. it would be nice if they had enough funding where they could be able to do that so. when I open up the Rail Splitter Podcast Museum <laughs> it will only be <laughs> evening hours that's right it's one of our causes. But if if the museum if the outdoor stuff stays open at night, it's okay, right? You know, you can go to the monuments at night when they're lit up, and it looks yeah, that's great about DC. It's mm-hmm. it's actually I find them better at night. Yeah, right. they are. Yeah. So, did you guys have other artifacts you wanted to talk about? You told me one. I didn't. We we just said artifacts in general. God. <laughs> if you don't have another one, that's Mary. Do you have another one? Um, I do actually. Um. Funny, we just talked about the Smithsonian Museum of American History. The top hat was there. It was my first time seeing it back in June. Um, and again, you know, felt an instant connection to it. Um, it still has the silk mourning band that he had on from when Willie died. And it was the hat that he was wearing. He wore it towards the end of the night he was assassinated. And I think I spent about 15 
minutes near that hat, just looking at it. And it just, there was just a power about it that, you know, it's like, here's another thing that is a connection to this man I've been studying since I was, you know, six years old. And it, it's nearly up there with the rocking chair for me for, um, Lincoln artifacts. I think I've seen that hat. I think it traveled to the Lincoln Museum. If it's the same one, there's only a handful of them that are. Yeah. Um, but the most um, impactful thing for that for me was the one I saw. You, there was two fingerprints that were worn into the, I think it's beaver skin. Um, yeah. There were two fingerprints from him tip, like tipping his hat, like when he would tip his hat to women. Um, he always grabbed it in the same spot, and he had worn mm-hmm. two uh, fingerprints wow. on the top hat and like just to see like that part of it just made it like humanize this so much so fast you know because you're like looking through a plate of glass and it's like you know temperature controlled little chamber that it's in but like to see like mm-hmm. he wore you know obviously it was on his head but also he wore it out in the same spot doing a repetitive thing I just that that like really humanized it for yeah me and made it really cool that's cool yeah, I mean the top hat's probably the most signature Lincoln item, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Yeah. When you think Lincoln, you think top hat before anything. Yep. Like even before like his little beard that a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. So there's some things too. Like there was, I saw a lock of his hair one time. It, it didn't really, you know, cause that it, doesn't do anything. Yeah, it didn't do any. I'm yeah. like, okay, like that's literally his DNA, and I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't really like resonate the same way as like things that are a little bit feel a little bit more. I had a high school teacher, Mm -hmm. econ teacher, who, like, his students gave him, like, lockets of hair and he kept. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. That's weird. They should probably investigate that. Anyways, I'm going to set up my beard hair. (laughs) Oh, God, that's gross. Um, (laughs) Other artifacts that I, because that's what's, I mean, it's so, we're so spoiled being close enough to Springfield to check it out every now and then, but um, they do have, I think it's called Treasures of the Collection, and, and our episode with Dr. Cornelius, he talks about a lot about that, but they rotate through items from that collection and um obviously and i talked about it a lot on on that show but the the one artifact that impacted me far more than any others uh was the copy of the gettysburg address written in his hand um that was something like that i read Mm -hmm. over and over again and that was the by far the most moving artifact i've ever come across just to to be a, a plain a plate of glass away from a copy a handwritten copy of the gettysburg address from abraham lincoln no, that'd be an awesome thing to have. Yeah, it was it was a great experience. They only bring it out yeah. sometimes, and it's a, kind of a big deal when it's out there, but super, super awesome. Yeah, wow. But there are also, there's some stuff there that, like, it's cool. Like, there's tea sets that they used, and there's... Dude, the, know, I don't get that. Like, there's, like... That doesn't do it. Yeah, there's, like, I mean, it's neat, and, and maybe... And I'm yeah. not here to judge. I mean, if that's some people that might really speak to them, but, like... Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some, I know that like the collector's market is so crazy and that all that mm-hmm. stuff was, was a major donation. So, I mean, I don't want to knock it, but like, it's just, for me, I don't, I just don't have that emotional connection with everything like that. Um, but like there are some things that kind of humanize them a little more that I do feel like connection with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like this, the, the China from the white house doesn't really do anything for me, whereas not, there's not that same connection that I have with like the rocking chair, the hat or um, the bedroom at the David Wills house in Gettysburg. It's not that, that same type of connection. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of artifacts on uh, 
Library of Congress, they have like a lesson where it's like all the artifacts he had in his pockets when he passed away. Mm. And I always kind of found that to be kind of like an, an interesting yeah. thing and like how students look at it and go, okay, why did he have this and that? Um, you know, using those pieces to kind of like not even tell them whose stuff it was and kind of use it as clues for them to do research. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I can't remember really what was in the pocket off the top of my head. He had a Confederate $5 note or yeah. something, his his glasses. Yeah, the glasses, I do. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's just kind of a curious thing that I've come across. Yeah, I think that was in that same, that there was like the carriage, the deathbed, and that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, and it's so funny because right now in that room in the Lincoln Museum, it's the Cubs Cardinals exhibit which is super cool and it's bringing a lot of people to the to the museum but it's like so vastly different than that uh assassination traveling exhibit yeah so you looking up other artifacts i'm looking up what he had in his pocket <laughs> oh i got you yeah <laughs> so i don't yeah. know how that thing is that i mean I, I do like that's another one of those things that humanizes them a little bit and i don't know why like the tea sets and like the you know, some of that stuff doesn't doesn't do it for me as much. Some of the formalities mm-hmm. of the White House just kind of seems yeah. a little foreign to his character to me. Like, it's harder for me to relate. But, like, the top yeah. hat and the personal belongings. Like, the one thing they did have uh, were the gloves. You know, he had those... those yeah. Um, kid the kid, the kid, kid, glove, mm-hmm. kid gloves. And his blood's on them, like, from mm-hmm. the assassination, which is just really eerie. And it's so weird yeah. to think, like... This is, you know, like any other murder scene where there's like, you know, there's like evidence, I guess, you know, like yeah. blood splatter onto clothing. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, it's so surreal to look at that and to think, you know, you're that close to his like blood. It's just a. Yeah, that, well, that's like, like how it, um, there's not that much of his blood on the chair, apparently, but it's still there. They say a lot of it is is from Major Rathbone, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but, Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the other thing that I like about Lincoln is not necessarily artifacts, but being where he stood. Like I visited Antietam um, when I was on my Gettysburg DC trip back in June. And I got to see where, you know, that famous photograph with him and McClellan was taken. That was, you know. Where was that taken there? Um, I can't remember the farm. I think, yeah, I think so. And we just drove by because I think it's the one that is private property now. So oh, my okay. friend just buy it and she knows where it was. Um, but yeah, just that's one of my favorite photos from the civil war. So to see great battle where that too. was. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy how far Ambrose bridge is really from like the cornfield. And everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did I say Ambrose? Yeah, or Burnside, Burnside yep. Bridge. Yeah, Burnside Bridge. Sorry. Here's what was in his pocket. Two pairs of spectacles, lens polisher, pocket knife, watch fob, linen handkerchief, brown leather wallet containing a $5 Confederate note, and eight newspaper clippings, including several favorable to the president and his policies. All right. Oh. It was bugging me. I didn't know. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. So how about that? Famous last words. They'll think nothing of it. Okay. You knew that, right? 
Yeah, it's the last thing he said that we know. Because his wife said, what, what, will, what will the Major Rathbone think of me holding on to you so? They'll think nothing of it. And then... Yeah. When did he say that? Right before John Booth, John Holmes Booth came into the box. Who do they have? Like, who? Mary? What do you mean? Like, how do they I, figure that out? Mary? I guess. Or I, Clara? I'm, what's her name? I know. Rathbone, right? Were they married? Have, I don't know. No, I don't think they were married at... Were they? By the I way, if you're an assassination expert, and I know we got a couple of Twitter followers, we'll <laughs> definitely call you when we get to the assassination episode. But um, yeah, the the major Rathbone story is actually really interesting. Yeah, it's kind of tra- it's tragic. Mm-hmm. It's very tragic. That's a little that's a little teaser for a future episode, y'all. Yeah, nicely done. I like it. So, if you have any Lincoln artifacts that kind of speak to you. Um, Definitely uh, shout, give us a shout out and send us some photos. Our Facebook group is definitely being is definitely active. Um, I need to do a better job at commenting on the photos. I see them, I'm like, oh, because usually I'm at work and I'm like, oh, cool. I'll get an like alert on my phone and I'll like read the post or whatever, but I don't have time to comment on it. And then I kind of the day gets away from me, and I need to do a better job with that. But you should um, comment on it when you guys are all just meeting in the comments. Twenty minutes. I spent five minutes I'm a day. Um, Insta- it, we have an Instagram account too and Twitter where you can share those images with us. Right, we are at Real Splitter Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we try to share as many uh, photos of Lincoln stuff that we come across as possible. So um, definitely check those out and interact with us there um, for sure. Also, our email address is therailsplitterpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us an email with some thoughts as well, especially if there's thoughts that you have on the show. And what I should say to Millard Fillmore next. <laughs> Maybe that or something else. So, and please uh, don't forget to rate us or review us on Twitter, or not on Twitter, but on iTunes, uh, just because that helps us uh, helps people find us. So, uh, Mary or Nick, did you have any last-minute artifacts you want to throw out there for uh, people to think about or any last-minute thoughts before we head out? No, solid episode of Random Thoughts yeah. on Lincoln. All right, I like the artifacts talk as well. We can definitely revisit this topic yep. uh, because it's definitely, those are like little tidbits that we kind of check out all the time. So yep. You got it this week in Lincoln, this week? I believe you were supplying the This Week in Lincoln this week. <laughs> oh, and, man, which uh, one was I going to do? I like the first one, but I'm going to leave that one up to you, man. What are, what are you going to do? The first one? I don't remember. I do. Young Abe Lincoln, was that what we're looking at? No, the song. Yeah, one of the yeah, song. one of those songs. We want like the like the, the serious song or it's not young Abe Lincoln. Oh yeah, it is young Abe. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so actually tonight we're recording our after this, we're recording our music episode. So I was doing research on, you know, what music songs I wanted to pick to represent Lincoln. And then I came across a nice little tune here by uh, Johnny Horton, which actually is about Abraham Lincoln. So um, this is done, you got a date on that there? 1960. So this is just a song called Young Abe Lincoln. Um, yeah, I think uh, we're going to play it for you. He ran through the dust in his bare feet, but they did
That's the first verse. We'll play. Uh, we'll send a link out with the rest of it. Uh, but young Abe Lincoln made a tall, tall man by Johnny Horton. Did you get a year on that? 1960, I think it says right there. 19. Yep, there you go. 1960 on the album Johnny Horton Makes History. So that was a fun little tune and a perfect selection for this week in Lincoln. So thank you, Nick. So for Rail Splitter Mary and for Rail Splitter Nick, this is Rail Splitter Jeremy thanking you for listening and reminding you to walk the world with malice toward none and with charity for all, and we will see you next week.